Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the east side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. It's uh, April 30th. Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow's the 1st of May, which is prime buying and selling season here in the Northwest. It's funny. I was on social media yesterday, and a friend of mine who uh, is also an agent, posted something. It was like a cougar in a cage, and there was a bunny, and they let the cougar out, and the cougar goes ripping out past to go chase the bunny, and she's like, that's how buyers feel in the market right now. Yeah, <laughs> They're all wow. racing around <laughs> to try and find homes. So uh, we've kind of got a show-long real estate update. Usually I do one at the beginning, but um, we've got Andy Allred with Finance of America Mortgage here yes. joining us today to talk Thanks about the Thanks for having me here, yes. Yeah. Thanks for Excited being here. Excited to be here. Thanks. We, uh, we've both been in our industries for a long time, mortgage and real estate, but we go way back, before, like we knew each other before that, Yes, with did. our kids went to preschool together. They went to preschool together, but uh, they also had their first karate class together. Oh, that's right. When they were really little, I like the very that. first one, like the yes. little tigers or something I like know. that. It was over by Costco in Kirkland. Yeah. I forget what it was called. Miller's Martial Arts. That's right. That's right. And we would go and <laughs> it was really the first activity that I feel Same. like, you know, yeah. our first kid had done. They were probably, what, three plus? Yes. And we'd go and stand there next to each other. Yeah. Watching was. these little kids and, you know, the parents are saying nothing much, you know. For, it's your first, the... like, parent thing with a little yes, kid of, yes. like, are, are we social? Are we just yes. supposed to watch our kid? What do we do Wondering here? Wondering, <laughs> you know, who's paired with who. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, as time went on, um, you know, you just, it was great that we became friends. And, yeah, uh, got absolutely. to uh, know your husband, Gary, really well. Yes, exactly. And uh, find out that he likes much of the same things that I do. So, you know, it was got along great. I yes. know. Your yes. wife, Debbie's amazing. You've got great oh, boys, you. the same ages as our boys. Um, so, yeah, they did preschool together, they did. which I don't know about you guys. That was uh, that was such an intense time, right? Like putting our kids. We had a nanny when the kids were really little, and then they got a little squirrely, and they outgrew that. So we thought, okay, you need more interaction than we can give you in our house. And But that yeah. was so emotional to, like, go check out these preschools. Of, oh, well, it was. Matter of fact, here. I think that uh, – you may have given the preschool a little nudge oh, yeah? uh, to try and get my son in because, <laughs> uh, you know, back, I, I'm sure it's still the same way, but you really have to start looking for preschools well in advance and you don't really know that. What? No, because yeah, why would yeah. you know that? No, I know. Yes. Um, so if you're out there and you're pregnant or you just had a baby, <laughs> now yes. is when you need to start looking at preschools. That's yes. your um, PSA for today. It's never too early to start checking out preschools. And I remember my wife telling me that uh, that we did need to begin looking for preschools, and I wasn't really buying it. I didn't know. You yeah. Know, I should have listened to her. Well, um, who would have thought? With that and many other things, I'm sure, Debbie too. was right. <laughs> yes. She's always right. <laughs> always. There you go. Our boys play baseball together. We were just talking about that before the show, Kirkland American Little League. Yes. We're super involved in that. I have been, and uh, probably for about 10 years or so. So my oldest son, Drew, he's... Already played through. Now mm-hmm. he's in high school. My youngest son opted not to play, but I've stayed involved with mm-hmm. uh, the Kirkland American Little League board of directors. Yeah. And uh, acted as the treasurer for going on eight years, eight to ten years or so. That's awesome. And I have wanted to stay because uh, Kirkland American Little League has always been really special to me. 
So it just so happens that I played in Kirkland American Little League did way you back really? in the day. Yes, and so did my younger brothers. And so I've had many great experiences on those fields. That's great. And then to see my son come up and play on those same fields mm-hmm. and then be involved in that has been just great. I just want to hang on to it, you know. And, yeah. Uh, it just kind of just reminds you of good, fun times. It is, and it's fun. I love watching the kids there at Everest Park in Kirkland because it's such a community thing, right, for the parents, but also the kids. Yesterday, Ryan didn't have a game, but he didn't have homework, so he went up and watched his buddies play a game, and, you know, he got to take his money and buy a little burger at the Snack Shack, and, you know, it's nice. They can go interact with friends and just kind of have some freedom. It really really is, and we're very lucky to have such a fantastic facility there, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so good that... That's where they play the uh, Junior Softball World World Series. I know. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah, that really is amazing. That's pretty cool. So Kirkland American Little League is uh, is the actually the oldest Little League in the state. It might Wait, even, is it really? Yes, yes, it is. It was, uh, you know, first started and the, the games were played down at uh, Peter Kirk Park. Okay. That's where the original yeah. field was. And then uh, fields moved up to Everest and mm-hmm. rest is history there, but... Um, it's also the uh, largest Little League program in the district. So there's 700 oh. kids that play oh Little goodness. League baseball. Yeah, many times we just look at the older kids and we right. see the majors teams, you know, with sure. the showcased mm-hmm. games on the big field. But generally that's maybe 70 of the kids. You right. know, So uh, mm-hmm. predominantly it's made up of softball and t-ball and, you know, the younger kids. That's and, awesome. uh, you know, it's just a very much you know a big part of the community it growing is. up it's it really pretty is. cool t-ball uh, actually remains my favorite year of little league is I that right because nobody cares they're just having fun yeah. everybody runs to third base they all get a snack at the end yeah. I don't know, it's a good time yeah it is <laughs> just everybody is. being social and nobody really cares yeah. <laughs> about winning or losing or any of that stuff nope so so you are a deep part of the Kirkland community and just the 425. I love it. Yes, because, well, I mean, I grew up in Kirkland mm-hmm. and then uh, went to the local schools there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't travel far, and I went to University of Washington, mm-hmm. lived over in Seattle for a while. Good and place when, to hang out. Yep. And then when uh, my wife and I were uh, having kids, we moved back to Kirkland. Yeah, of course. good place to raise kids. And we chose Kirkland because... I really liked the uh, walkability factor mm-hmm. of the city. So right. we tried to move as close as we could to the downtown area That's right. so that we could maintain some of that urban feel of uh, mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, you know, in a way. It's a good balance of yeah. east side amenities. It still feels, like you said, there's a little yeah. urban feel to it. You can yeah. walk to things. Yeah, the walk kids, to a grocery store, yeah. bring your groceries back. Yes. I mean, that does exist there. Totally. But Kirkland is quite big, and so it's not yeah. like that everywhere, but... No, but where you live downtown, kind of where we live, it's great. And this in the summer, the kids can they can walk downtown and get ice cream. You or bet. Do whatever it is they want to do. Feel like they've got some independence. Yeah. So. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Great. And how long have you been doing mortgages? Since uh, the beginning of two thousand three. Oh, okay. And prior to that, prior to getting in the mortgage years. business, I was a financial advisor. Okay. And so I had been doing that for about four years mm-hmm. or so. And uh, a couple of my best clients uh, mm-hmm. that I would advise, mm-hmm. they were in the mortgage business, and they just 
seemed to really enjoy it. There was just a lot there that right. uh, that uh, you know created some attractive features. You know, some competitiveness and mm-hmm. business, and uh, also um, well, just a lot of good possibilities. And so, anyways, I went to go work for one of them, mm-hmm. and then uh, enjoyed it, and brought many of my financial advising right. uh, strategies with me. So it yes. made it a little bit different, you know, because it, sometimes mortgage can feel somewhat transactional because mm-hmm. once the mortgage is closed and the people move into the house, then they might, you know, that, that could be just be it. And right. that can happen um, on many occasions. But uh, what I try to do is take more of a lifetime look at it and then, you know, create a lifetime client. And we can look at um, the longer term much of the time and how things might fit into their financial plan. Right. Uh, very much so, especially when looking at how much the payment might be, how much can you pay it down, whether we do a 15-year mm-hmm. uh, loan or maybe an arm loan. The timelines are so important, how long you think you're going to be there, and it really dictates and helps decide what might end up being the best actual loan for you. So right. um, while... Financial advising, for the most part, is about investing. Mortgage is about debt management. And so, but, but they the go two hand go in hand. They really do. Yeah. They really do. That's yeah. awesome. And I love that you do that with your clients. Uh, and, and that's always what I tell my buyers when we first get together. You know, we need that pre approval letter because we can't negotiate effectively without it. But there's so much more that goes into it. There are so many aspects that determine why you would do one mortgage versus another and even why you would purchase at one purchase price or another, right? For the time that I work with a client to purchase his home, we're all about the price, right? What's the sales price? What are we going to get it for? But I always tell clients that really, it's not irrelevant, but what matters is the monthly payment and how is that relevant to your whole financial plan and how it looks for your family. So the benefit of getting approved and meeting with a lender sooner versus later is you can walk through all of those scenarios and they yes. can find out really what's the right one for them because once we're under contract, that clock is ticking and the chance to really figure that out is difficult or non-existent because we just don't have time. It's like, no, we got to get this thing rolling. It Yes, it really is. And what's also a challenge sometimes is that the home that you guys pick can right. dictate the plan. Yes. And so the plan can change. So they might For be sure. thinking, hey, I want a turnkey home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so going in, it'd probably be a longer term loan. Right. And you can kind of go in and think that. And then if it's a, a fixer upper, mm-hmm. then you can take on a different strategy of putting less money down. Right. With an idea of possibly refinancing mm-hmm. uh, in a short period of time after you've used that money that you would have used for a down payment to make the home better. Right. And then have a higher value when you're done and then possibly get rid of the mortgage insurance. And so there's it's it's that one's a hard one to explain where, you know, people they want to have the plan done prior to, mm-hmm. you know, going into the home. But really, you know, it it can change. There's plan, lots yeah. of different options. Yeah. And you're really, really good at that. In fact, uh, we've got some clients we're working together um, on yeah. right now that are they close on Friday. They're so excited. It's awesome. I was all excited. I thought we were like the best thing they had going. And then he went and proposed to her and like, well, he just trumped us. Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) They've got two big weeks coming up. But they had, you know, 
tried to work with a different mortgage broker before and just were kind of getting the cut and dry. You can do this, that, you know. And they just weren't, they they weren't getting their questions answered and they didn't have someone that they could walk through those scenarios with to kind of like, okay, well, if we do this, how about that? Because there is so much of that. And, you know, now they're working with you and she has gone on and on about how much she appreciates you and the extra time that you've taken to go through that process with them. So it's so about so much more with you than just, hey, here's a mortgage, here's an interest rate, let's move on. Yeah, that, well, thank you for saying that. I, I find that there's many different types of ways to run the mortgage business. Sure. So sometimes um, an originator like me might have a team of mm-hmm. people that really execute after the point of sale. Right. And then they, they really help uh, along the way and then bring it all the way to closing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a good good way to run that business. Mm-hmm. But with everything that I had done with financial advisory, mm-hmm. I really felt that I needed to hold that client's hand through that process mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, just be more hands-on with that. So we'll do uh, less loans out of our office because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but our experience has generally, you know, been such that the, our clients are very, very happy yeah. and continue to come back. You're over awesome. and over, awesome. yeah, and then uh, generally, you know, get a lot of referrals too, and that's how we've always done it. That's, so, that's a good way to live. Smaller, happy clients, yes. good life. Yeah, there you go. And Finance of America is interesting because that's not a name we hear around here a lot, but it's actually a national company, right? It is, and so uh, Finance of America started on the East Coast okay. and has been acquiring uh, mid-sized mortgage banks. Mm-hmm you know, up until about 2015, and I was part of a, another company called Pinnacle Capital Mortgage. Right. And uh, Finance of America bought them in 2015, and um, we just recently adopted the new name of the new company, right. Finance of America, and that, that's been a real positive. We've mm-hmm. enjoyed that. And then uh, with that, there are a lot of Finance of America branches around the uh, Kirkland and Seattle area, but they're allowed to use a different marketing name. And okay. so we've seen uh, companies that were very much um, teamed up with, mm-hmm. like Absolute Mortgage. Sure. And uh, they have an operations center just in Yarrow Bay in Kirkland. Okay. And uh, so it has having that operations center there with uh, local underwriters mm-hmm. that live and work in this community. Mm-hmm. And play Little League with our kids yeah. uh, many times. Um, has it's, it's just been a real positive there, too, because uh, there, there's so many advantages to um, really being able to see how maybe, you know, an appraised value of a right. house might actually be in existence. There's just, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, many, many things that having that local market knowledge is a, is a huge positive. It's and, a... Yeah. It's a super big thing. We were talking about that before the show, right? If you're out there and you're thinking about purchasing a home, what Andy's just talking about, what that means is you're affiliated with a national company, so you have access to a lot of different mortgage programs. Um, but the benefit of local underwriting means you get people that get our market. Um, yeah. And like you said, the appraisals, which is so important, and I think that's something buyers don't realize. Yeah. You know, like if you go, the biggest time I see it show up is, you know, if somebody is with a bank and, you know, you could get a local lender for the bank or you can get the 1-800 Midwest person, sure. um, which they're lovely people, but they don't 
A, first of all, they don't run referral businesses, so they have a no. very different approach to how they treat their clients. But also, if you're dealing with everybody non-local, our market is very different than a Midwest market or something else. So it really the turnaround is. time, just understanding the nuances makes a huge difference on how well that loan comes together for the client. It, it really does. Around here, some of the dirt is so valuable right. that it can be a mind bender for somebody that might be living, you know, in yeah. the Midwest, you know, to see like a 900 square foot home be valued at such a high value yeah. um, just based on its location. For it's sure. Not something that that is easily understood unless yeah. you live here. And then and you're, you're like, trying oh, to buy one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah. Just... Speaking of that, what are you seeing in the market? I always love getting your take on it, right? I have my take with my buyers and sellers, but you see, you just work with more buyers than I do, um, a broader perspective on it. What are you seeing in terms of multiple offers, hot areas, all that kind of good stuff? Good question. So what we're seeing is that it seems to us that, uh, first of all, the, the buyers are winning in their contracts. Good. Yes, it is. So, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. many times buyers would get discouraged because they would get right. pre-approved and think that it was time to go buy. And then they would just run out of steam because they would put many offers down and right. not win those contracts. Now, um, I've noticed that determined buyers mm-hmm. find a house. Yes. And not only that, they're often getting good terms on the sale of the contract when they're using a great realtor to uh, possibly get seller concessions or right. even sometimes, you know, below list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a few of those just lately, which many times I didn't see that. I didn't, hadn't seen that really for, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. They had been going over list price and that was the real norm. Um, but right now it seems to be a really good balance. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great positives that has helped as well in the last 45 days or so is that mortgage interest rates have come down a bit. Right. And a huge deal. It really is. And so when the mortgage rate comes down a bit, then affordability goes up right. as well. And um, that you know helps with the real estate market as well. So if you were thinking you were going to get a home for... 600,000 and you had your budget set, you know, at a particular mm-hmm. amount for your mortgage payment. Well, you feel pretty good maybe stretching yourself to a different home and finding that other one at 625 if because the more, you know, the mortgage rate is lower, so the payment's the same for the $625,000 house as it was for the $600,000 house. And that's a a good combination which makes, Absolutely. you know, this real estate market in our area still hot. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that's another reason why, again, it's so important to talk to you because ahead of time as a lo- mortgage broker, because I really want clients to understand that. Right. What is that interest rate really can make a big difference? I think I was told once that every one percent change in interest rate is roughly equivalent to about a 10 percent change in purchase power. Wow. So. And I, wow. I mean, that's a lot, though. Right. That's a well, very different house. It it's you know, if I think about that, it seems about right, because. uh if we were to have interest rates in the middle threes, mm-hmm. uh, then it's probable that, you know, the real estate market would go up 10% right. because the payment differential uh, helps spur that on. And that, you know, in part really helped accelerate the old 
uh, market just years ago yeah, in uh, 2012, sure. 13, and 14 when it began to heat up and interest rates were in those low threes. Mm-hmm. So there are some out there that think that we might see that again sometime. Um, uh, many of the things that I've been reading feel like there could be an opportunity in uh, 2020 or 2021 where yeah. rates do possibly come down again. Um, Next year is an election year, right? So yeah. um, we'll see. Yeah. But usually things are good, at least until the election, right? Because yes. some, whoever it is wants to win. Yeah, but there's a, an equal number of people on the other side that say that rates are going to go up too. So yeah. all you can do is you know see where it's at right now, see how it fits, and then live your life. Yes. I always tell my clients, buy or sell based on your life, not on trying to time the market because... You just never know, right? Certainly it's paralyzing. Yes. You know, we don't have a crystal ball. And all and of that information you only know looking in the rearview mirror once it's gone. Absolutely. And you missed it. <laughs> absolutely. And if we did know exactly what was going to happen, right. then we wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be, you know, on a beach somewhere because we would have made all those predictions, you know, exactly. in years past and been, you know, millionaires of 10 times over by now predicting what the market would do. It just can't be done. No. And real estate's always has meant to be a long-term hold, right? You know, that's the conversation I have with my clients. If you're not going to be there at least five years, you shouldn't buy. You know, if you think you're getting relocated in two years, maybe you want to rent. Now in the market we just had, you could own it for two years and probably make 30%, but that's, that's not the normal market. So you need to own it for at least five, ideally 10 years. Some years are going to be great. You'll probably go down one or two years, but you'll end up ahead mm-hmm. all the way through. So as long as you buy and today's the right day for you and whatever you have going on, that's yeah. the better decision process versus, you know, can I time the market? Yeah, you so bet. That's where that's going to go. Yeah, absolutely. What else are you seeing with buyers in the market? Well, one really nice thing is that... Uh, there are more mortgage products out there mm-hmm. that are allowing more buyers be able to buy. Right. Um, lending, pra- you know, lending has loosened up a bit, mm-hmm. and so we're seeing uh, the ability to put less money down for more people. Right. That's um, good. It is good, but you know, they're they're still having to qualify in every other single way. Mm-hmm. You know, with income and and job history and. Uh, you and know, when credit. you say less money down, what does less money down mean? Oh. Three percent. Okay. You know, and yeah. you you can get an outstanding mortgage with three percent down. Great. I know. Um, and then um, there's also, of course, the old FHA, mm-hmm. which is you know still there and uh, but not used as much right, right. now because um, of this new three percent. Right. You know, it's not mm-hmm. really new, but it just wasn't really available as much before. Got and then five percent conventional too, mm-hmm. but. Um, really in the jumbo market, which mm-hmm. we see a lot of right. uh, on the east side there, mm-hmm. um, lending has loosened up there in terms yeah. of There's being able of to options. put less money down on those because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has two hundred to $400,000 liquid in cash <laughs> just to put down. Right. Um, so I think that uh, some of the larger, you know, banks across the country are seeing that and they're seeing that there's uh, good job stability mm-hmm. and uh, good earnings uh, potential, and things are going pretty well. And so they've uh, loosened some of the standards for what you need to be putting down on a jumbo loan. So got it. That's that's going to be pretty big because that's really what we see a lot of, you know, right. in our area. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, I've seen a lot of 
move up buyers. That's what I'm seeing a yes, lot of. That so, has come back so strong since the beginning of the year, it seems like, with the market not being quite so intense. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. the uh, people that are in condos are now looking for homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the people that jumped into a home, you know, just a few years ago mm-hmm. are now saying, okay, it's time to, uh, you know, go for the longer term home. Too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that sort of middle ground has been, you know, really hot and, and that's really good. Yeah. I'm seeing that a lot too. And it felt like there was some of that in the last couple of years, but a lot of it got frozen because really, unless you had the ability to buy without selling, yeah, then it was, well, what do you do? Right. You can't get a contingent offer accepted. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sell and then not have anywhere to go. So it feels like it's kind of the perfect mix right now of the market's moving. So people still feel comfortable in the strength of the market, but it's loosened up a little bit to give them some timing options. Yeah. Um, and there's more things to pick from on the buying side that they feel more comfortable moving forward versus I'm going to sell my house and not be able to get anything and be stuck in, you know, a one bedroom apartment for the rest of my life when you've got to yeah. be afford. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Another thing that's helped that transition mm-hmm. for uh, contingent offers and yeah, you know, and I've, that I've seen some that, of those lately yeah, too. Well, um, another, th- you know, what, people have been able to do um, is that uh, the home equity line of credit market has loosened up as well. Oh, there you go. And so people are putting those, you know, mm-hmm. on their current home. Oh, nice. Using that as a down payment on the next home. Got it. And then being able to sell that home a little bit later. Oh, so, that helps you a know, lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily available, I would say, even just a couple of years ago. So it's, it's really, that's really changed, I would say, in the last year, too. Kind of like a bridge loan, you might call it. Right, exactly. Uh, those are much more prevalent now. Oh, good. And, yeah, so it helps a lot of people with the transition awesome. there. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of good options, it feels like, there in the market right now, both from a mortgage standpoint and um, just there's a lot of houses on the market. Still not a lot, well, more than there were, right? Yeah. So, And I think that helps because there's you kind of need enough that people feel like it's okay, it's worth looking but when the because when the markets there's so little houses coming on it's like well, you know maybe we'll just try again another time yeah we tend to opt out well I have a question for you okay so just even you know if we're thinking about uh, the Kirkland area mm-hmm. you know we have a lot of building going on yeah. as far as uh, offices go mm-hmm. and you know Kirkland Urban's coming right and uh, just growth in the em- employment sector there of mm-hmm. some of the large tech companies coming so. Where do we see that? You know, what what kind of impact do you think that opening might have on just that local Kirkland real estate market? I think it's going to be super interesting. So this is just my personal, right? I haven't done research on it, but just what I've been experiencing. I think the housing, it will absolutely drive up prices on, right? Sure. Um, I do think parking is a little bit of an issue in Kirkland yeah. and will probably become more so. In fact, Gary and I were driving by Kirkland Urban the other day. He's like, oh, we better be used, get used to walking to downtown Kirkland, which we actually kind of do anyway. Yeah. We like, it's just something we like to do. So the parking gets a little tricky, but I think it's going to be great for values across the board. The condos will do well. And I think Kirkland's always been, Kirkland's almost like Bellevue was. 15 years ago in mm-hmm. that um, it needs critical mass. So I think having all of these things come will bring critical mass to it. That'll be super helpful. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I don't know. We'll report back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will have all of the information on the website after the show for Andy. 
and myself. If you need help buying a house, NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. Take care and have a great Tuesday.